Are we ready? Yes. Yes. Uh, a one and a two and a here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like that as a new. <laughs> Welcome to Free to a Good Home. Hopefully Ben hasn't cut out his weird introduction he just did. Uh, my name is Michael Ling, and joining me this week, as always, is mm-hmm. Ben Jenkins. We're at my house, so I think technically you're joining me. Well, okay, fine, <laughs> fine, fine, but I get to do the intros to the show. That's so. true, we did we did work that out. In the imagination of the listener, you mm-hmm. are joining me. That's uh, true. We also have a great guest. Oh, what a guest. What are we going to three-peat guest? Three Pete. Three Pete guests. Well, he's got one dog and it's called Pete. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Matt Roden. Hello, Matt Roden. How are Hello. you? Hello. I'm good. I am not a three Pete guest. I am a repeat guest, but you never released the one other episode of this that I've Cause, done. Because that was because it was live? I guess that's why you didn't release it. I don't know. It's certainly not because of the really? comedy so, wait, gold that I brought to the program. You didn't record one with us in the ABC when we used to sneak into the ABC? Nope. That was some other person who you think you're friends with. Do you know who I literally think it is? Who? I think it's Matt's wife, Steph. (laughs) 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 I think that's what you're... Mm, interesting. interesting. Yes, okay. My apologies. Um, <laughs> regardless of how many times I've had you, whether it's once or 30 times, and who can say, honestly, besides you, who, yep. who's, who's lived your life. Mm-hmm. Also, like, evidence. There's, yeah. like, a clear list of how many <laughs> shows you've done and who's on them. <laughs> Again, who can say, though? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Let's if go there to the was a way to check the archives, and yeah. yet, unfortunately, those are lost to time. It's marvellous to have you, though. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much. It is very nice to be here. Um, Finally. After <laughs> all these years. I actually think I remember the... Um, the podcast you're on, the live show you were on. I believe it was you and I believe uh, J.R. Hennessy was Possibly, on that one. Um, nah. it, was, no. um, it was Simon and Alex. Ah, it, right. was, oh. it was a regular Dragon Friends at, assortment. And it was, yeah. at, uh, it was at Giant Dwarf. Yes. And I remember the reason, it's very interesting, the reason we never released that mm-hmm. is because I, if you can imagine, uh, never got around to editing it. So ah, that's, ah, that is fascinating. So that's my fault. That's great. Sorry. I thought it was because I remember, I, I don't remember much about what we talked about, but I did make a joke about Tim Burton and I figured that one of you was lining <laughs> yourself up. <laughs> for when when Johnny Depp was finally caught yeah, up ousted. in some kind of um, yeah. thought, horrible, yeah. violent yeah. sex yeah. crime mm. yeah. and he had to retire the wigs, one of you was going to step, step, step in and yeah I've Which, always thought of myself as a low key uh, Johnny Depp have you yeah did you not do you have you not thought of that me as like a parts of the Caribbean type a, 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 a I've always thought of you as an absolute low dog and a grub so <laughs> what about a, a chocolate type uh, type was he in chocolate he was in chocolate uh, uh, Willy Wonka he... and his magical Donka? No. <laughs> that's not the name of the film. That's, that's the- probably the scandal that's going to tip him over, to be honest. I, I was just getting Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium in my head confused with Willy Wonka, and I thought and he had a rhyming thing as well, like Donka. Mr. Megorium. Anyway. Yeah. Well, he didn't. Sorry. Oh, my God. If you're magical, you should have a rhyme associated with your name. I think that's in magic law. Yep. By the way, if you are a um, secret billionaire, mm. you've just been treated to... References to the to the smash hit Dustin Hoffman film Mr. McGorry's Wonder Emporium in two episodes <laughs> potentially back to back. Yes, and if, your if friends- you're a listener to Free to a Good Home, you've heard a reference <laughs> yeah. to it every episode yeah. for the past seven years. How long have you guys been doing this show? Yes. It's my. I think it is the funniest name for a film. I, yes. mm, um, I to, to think. The, 
to the point when I don't. There, there was a moment in like one of the last episodes of Breaking Bad where yeah. Brian Cranston says the words "Mr. McGorham's Wonder Emporium" and I had to leave the room. I was <laughs> laughing so hard. You were there for the taping. That was the problem. <laughs> yeah. Why that show insisted on a live studio audience? <laughs> we weren't allowed to laugh. They were like, "No, it's not appropriate." <laughs> it's. it's a, I, I would say. Oh, maybe out of context, it is. I think the funniest concept for a, for a film is Dunstan checks in. That's certainly my, I think. Is he, sorry, is, does he work there or is he a guest? I just remember the cover where he's in a, like a bellhop. Oh outfit. my God, you fucking <laughs> idiot. I've never <laughs> seen the film because mm-hmm. I don't think it could be funnier than what I imagine it is. There, but I think okay. it's a snooty hotel uh-huh. perhaps owned by Donald Trump or something. Yeah, he's in, then, I think he's in this film actually. And then, cameos. And then, uh, and then a, 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 probably an ape or uh, he's done an ape. He's a, he's yeah, a, he's a orangutan. Sort. Yeah, the okay. orangutan. Can I just stop? He turns oh up with God. a top hat and a monocle and yeah. goes, hello. And then, and then they just sort of Milo and Otis shoot the whole thing. They just let a, a ape loose <laughs> and thing. I mean, okay. they just see what the so see me, what the gorilla does, and they just it's not edit it together in post. Okay, like so cinema verite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, here's what you're wrong about the the the, the setup to Dunstan's checks in. It's really weird because they obviously had to contort themselves into all sorts of shapes to, to justify the, 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 the premise of an ape loose in a hotel, which is weird to me because you're just like, ah, oh, there it is. It's fine. I don't know. Somebody yeah. had it. <laughs> like, there you go. I did it. I did it. But this has a whole backstory about a poacher who killed Dunstan's brother and he was a jewel thief. Oh, is he a sentient gorilla type? Or, all or... gorillas are sentient. What are you talking about? <laughs> As a vegan, you, mu- you must know this. I no, mean... no. It'd be nice to find out that your veganism has nothing to do with the ethics because you don't understand that animals are sentient. <laughs> no, it's just about it's just about having a tight bod. That's all. Are you, are you ask, selfish veganism. Are you asking if he talks? Yes, he doesn't talk. No, he's he's not a vocal. Uh, I think he blows raspberries at people. Okay, okay. So what happens so, is the, yeah. the jewel thief who uses is, Dunstan all- in his jewel thieving. Because nobody suspects the orangutan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no one okay. expects the mischievous ape. <laughs> so so they, it's a cat burglar type situation. Yeah. Because he can climb shit. He's good at thieving. Yeah, so, so I think Faye Dunaway is the mark. And they, goodness, goodness gracious. Chinatown. What a career. <laughs> like, it's got Rupert Everett. Uh, Faye Dunaway Jason Alexander You have a movie podcast. How have you never talked about this on your movie podcast? My movie podcast, which is in semi-retirement because I also don't want to edit any more episodes. <laughs> um, let's say that the common factor there is my voice and having to, <laughs> having to choose just how much of it to trim out. Um, yeah, it was about coming up with new movies, not talking about old movies. And I feel yeah. like the the concept of a, of a sequel to Dunstan Checks In surely would have come up on this podcast. No? Yeah, you'd I, think so. You'd think so. And I yet. think that the Dunstan ship... Dunstan checks out. <laughs> well, the, the most, <laughs> that was the cliffhanger. Would he ever leave? <laughs> it's a real Chelsea Hotel situation. It was a Leonard Cohen situation. It was 11am. The person's knocking on the door. They're yeah. like, we've got to clean the room. <laughs> and then credits. Yeah. yeah. Throwing his feces around the room. Um, the most remarkable Dude, thing to me bar, about Dunstan checks in <laughs> is that the premise of the film is that he never checks in. The premise of the film is that he's smuggled in. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm oh. sitting there watching it being like, okay, well, when's he going to check in? Does and he need to give him ID? Does he need to give him a credit card? And he the credit yeah. card. Yeah. Um, I don't think you can make a sequel to this film. And I, I've talked about this on the podcast before where it's like, I think that the 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 moment for films like that has definitely passed. Because like nowadays... Like a live animal film? Yeah, not just that, but like a high concept sort of like, it's an ape in a hotel and Faye Dunaway owes me money. Like... <laughs> That, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think yes. I've said in the podcast yes. before that, like, Face Off, the, the, the time for a movie like Face Off is, is, is gone. You could Sorry. never make that now. Are you telling me Ooh. that 
the concept of face-off in that film, the, the conceit of that film, is more complex than, say, Thor Ragnarok. Because no, see, that, that's, that's a that's intellectual a, yes. property that we're all very, very familiar with and but love you, and yeah. hold dear. Do you not think we're ripe for a reboot of the Dunstan series or the Air Bud series or the... I think, I think okay, a couple of things. I think that, that, that animal is going to have to be either animatronic or more likely CGI. And I maintain <laughs> and that... most likely Andy Serkis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he really fucking cornered the ape market, didn't he? Mm-hmm. he? Well, no, to be Gollum's not an ape. King Kong, and then several apes. <laughs> oh, did he, he did. Uh, he did Planet of the Apes, didn't he? Yes. Yes. There's several apes in that film, and, and the War of It, and the Dawn of It. Now, yeah. In that, in the, in the Planet of the Apes franchise, are they all the same type of? Um, no, it's different kinds. A primate. No. no, no, it's monkeys and gorillas. They're all they're all teaming up against yeah. the humans. Okay, finally, yeah. one of them's one of those weird sex monkeys with the nose. That's not a type of monkey. Okay, well, <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> the the primate world is like, uh, I guess, like the current progressive politics thing, where they've oh. got to band together to yeah, take right. on the it's common enemy, but exactly. so often they're just fighting within the factions. Yeah. Oh it's, wow! Do you think that's the point of the film? It's a critique of the le- of the left. If someone will finally publish the <laughs> your well, six thousand word thing, well, please. Three of, in, in fact, three of the apes have a podcast um, uh, where they get paid a hundred million dollars on Patreon to criticize the other. It's it's a, it's a subtle nod. Uh, the primary was rigged. Anyway, <laughs> so uh. guys, follows. Yes. Um, we do a little segment on this program. Uh, I'm not going to say beloved segment. That's for the listeners to constantly say. Um, uh, called Snack Report. Yep. <laughs> she just wow. French that one up. <laughs> so a couple of months ago, um, mm. friend and legend of the podcast. Valdemir Carvazos. Yep. Sent us the first in what would become an avalanche of international snacks. Yes. Um, and uh, he sent us more snacks than we could deal with, frankly. Yes. Uh, and one of them was um, a syringe that Cameron Duggan pointed out was probably recalled. <laughs> I think his words were probably recalled when a child killed another child with this <laughs> in a way that made the child tried as an adult. That <laughs> was awfully specific, um, but not wrong. So it's, um, what I'm looking at here is... So, I, I, by the way, I put this in a cupboard... And I, I was sort of hoping that we'd forget about it. Yes, but um, then Valdemir got in touch with us and said, hey, you guys going to eat the syringe because I would really like to hear you eat the syringe. So I dug it out and we're gonna we're all going to try it. Um, yeah, so it's not an edible syringe. It's a, a it's big, syringe. gigantic, fat... Oh, my God. And it's just, filled like a, with a candy of sorts, I just perhaps? took the lid off and I'm really unhappy with what I'm looking at. <laughs> so It, it the, looks like a spicy caramel. It looks like a curry, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like... It, what, what I'm looking at is a... Sorry, that's what I, that's what I call curry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got any of that uh, spicy caramel here? I do not know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, um, it's shaped... I don't know. What, what, what are we saying the diameter is here? Maybe an inch? Yeah, no. Um, no, it's like two inches. Two inches yeah. and... Um, I'm going to push it down in the manner of a syringe and see what happens. Okay. So Hopefully some more caramel will come out. Yeah. Oh, some it's more caramel It's like uh, Kitty's first syringe. It's fat and it's yeah. brightly yeah. coloured green. You don't need fine motor skills to operate. And it looks absolutely repulsive. I can't emphasise okay. that Should enough. we finger taste this? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dab some on the old finger. What do we think this is going to taste? Oh, it's got the viscosity of a caramel. Certainly. It's, um, a, it's a toffee or a it taffy. Says, it says tamarindo original. Are we thinking that might be tomato? Mm. Or tamarind? Okay, let's see. Oh, that is a strange flavour that I don't know what to expect. Oh, it's spicy as well. Oh, no, there's a lot of things going on. Oh. That tastes nothing like I thought it would. It's got an apricot sort of vibe to it. Oh, no, it wasn't spicy. Why did I think it was spicy? <laughs> I, I think because that 
whatever the 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 spice in it is usually associated with hot foods. Mm. Oh, no, there's, than, a, there's a kick to it. Is there? That just takes a really oh, yeah, long. Oh yeah, there we go. There yeah. we go. Oh, it's back. It's back. The, it's kick, back. the kick is stuck oh. in traffic, and oh. it's it's getting there. What? This is um revolting, <laughs> and I'm actually furious that I had to taste this. I'm sad with how much of it's still on my finger. <laughs> yeah, there's no tissues to get rid of it. Um, so um yeah, uh, pelon. Pelonato Tamarindo Original. That's a hard pass from this guy. Yeah, I'm not into it either. If if, if Matt Matt Roden, is this a famous mm. kind of cuisine? Is this a famous lo- uh, candy or snack from from somewhere else in the world? I don't know. I don't know. Can but you narrow down the country of origin? Uh, it's got a frog on it. So which countries are the most froggy? Uh, uh, French. I think right, it, definitely it, not French. I think it's a product of Mexico. It oh, says yeah. Para Mexico, so I think that's. I think okay. that means from Mexico, well, or maybe a, it means to Mexico. Is that I, an, is that I, my me- Spanish is terrible. I'm not sure. <laughs> Who hates the Mexicans? <laughs> <laughs> Sending them this <laughs> stuff. Um, guys, would you like me to kick off this um, delightful podcast with a um, with an ad? Yes, 45 minutes into the show. Yes, we decide to do an ad. So this is a podcast where we well, go. Well, I got a couple more points about Dunstan. Uh-huh. <laughs> Look, he's coming up again, like statistically. Okay, okay, okay. You just need to wait five to ten minutes. (laughs) So this is a podcast where we go through the week's classifieds and find the best and worst stuff to talk about. Yes. This was sent in by um, Alice Muir, who sent in a lot, actually. Mm. She's great. Should we induct her into the hall? Yes, Alice Muir, welcome to the Hall of Cowards. You're a coward and you should be ashamed, but thank you. Thank you. (laughs) This is, again... You can upgrade by sending us two thousand dollars. Two thousand dollars, yes, uh, and and that'll get you into the Hall of uh, Heroes, which heroes? is just, which is just Barack, of fame. O- Barack Obama. It's just Obama right now. Right now, yes. Um, he was very prompt in sending us two thousand dollars. <laughs> in so, many ways, the photos we had of him uh, did expedite, yeah, the, expedite the process. So this is from Alice. Thank you, Alice. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from I don't know what area of Craigslist it is, but it's from the personals men seeking women. Mm-hmm. Wiccan girl, comma I saw you. Ooh. And this is from somewhere called Fernie Hills, actually. Mm. Look, <laughs> Oh, Alice, thank you. <laughs> Looking for the Wiccan girl I have been seeing in my peripheral vision. <laughs> okay. You would be smallish and young looking. It's you would be? You would be. You would. Maybe that. You would be smallish and dark looking. <laughs> Bit of turd. Classic. It's just, with a capital J for reasons unclear, a flash of dark energy. But I think it's a cloak. Two times I have woken And you have been there Very close Smallish girl But very strong And all I can say Is love Do you reckon that's like David Bowie Like all I can say is Love (laughs) Love Come come now love Get out of my periphery (laughs) Get out of my peripheral vision Love So If there is a Wiccan girl Out there That might like someone To connect to At that level Please say hi (laughs) <laughs> I am 52 But actually I am 6,339 years old We'll just say that then Yeah If you're actually that <laughs> So here on earth what, Whatever you look like Is going to be a pleasant surprise Yeah exactly <laughs> So here on earth I am just a baby Hang on a sec Neither of those Oh I guess He's saying in comparison to my Yeah Sure so Presumably some sort age. of yeah. Yes Open to anyone Who is active in the dream world that, oh. I would say this narrows it down <laughs> And knows what I am talking about I would say that narrows it down to zero <laughs> I reckon you've really shot yourself in the foot there I reckon you should have been like "Look, Ta- Take it all comers even, even <laughs> I'm 6,000 years old I will date literally anyone <laughs> 
Okay, that's the whole ad. Okay. Our body average height by <laughs> So I, I did a quick Google, and uh, this is from Queensland. Oh, so I, it's, it's for some a local. I thought it was American. No, uh, Fernie, uh, Fernie uh, Hills is in Queensland. Does that mean when he says active in Dream World? <laughs> <laughs> it means literally the theme park Dream World. <laughs> It's like if you're someone who goes for jogs around, is it still open? <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think World closed down, didn't it? Wasn't there a no, horrible accident that closed down? I th- it, there was a horrible roller coaster accident there. I yeah. it might have only paused. I think it paused and then started. Right. Maybe I don't know. But okay. either mm. way, yeah, I think that's what this is. Oh, <laughs> can I have a with the random yeah. capitalization in that ad? There's no reason to think that just because it is lowercase that he's not referring to the title of an amusement park. That's yes, true. Indeed, that's, that's, that's indeed, very true. Indeed. It cuts now, both ways. Let, 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 let's go back to the start of the ad, though. Uh, looking for the Wiccan girl I have been seeing in my peripheral vision. Uh, so yeah. this is this is a person who he has ne- a Wiccan girl who he's never actually like looked in the eyes or, or yeah. seen. It's only been in the side. Um, yeah, it, it, it's you know. a Japanese ghost movie style. Yes. Do you know what, yes. Yeah. Do you know what is interesting though? You know how sometimes they go back, like medical people go back through history, not like time travel. <laughs> you know Doctor Who? <laughs> you know how medical people sometimes like, oh, that thing that everyone thought was like possession, that these people had epilepsy. Oh, or, yeah. Yes. yeah. We, yeah they, um, what it was d- demons, but actually yeah. it was, yeah. I actually epilepsy. think that this guy's describing a really common thing, mm. which is a symptom of sleep paralysis. Do either of you ever get sleep paralysis? What no, it? but I I know where you're headed. For a layman who per- sleeps perfectly, what is sleep so paralysis? So I get sleep paralysis a bit, and it's the absolute worst thing in the world, but I didn't actually get the symptom when I get it. And now, it's where you wake up, but your body is still paralysed, and you can't move. Ooh. And it, it, yeah, it, it's it's the absolute pits. How often does this happen to you? I reckon maybe twice a year. It happened and to me on, on, an, on a long-haul flight recently. And how long does that last for? On well, both the equinoxes. It happens to me. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, I don't know. Um, Are your eyes open? Sometimes. Um, my brother gets it with his eyes open. I usually am just like, oh, shit, this. So my oh. partner gets it as well. Oh, yeah. right. You know, uh, a, a common way to describe it is, you know, the Babadook? <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly. Uh, I So the, the film, The Babadook, and also the character, The Babadook. Yeah. Yeah. From the, the film, The, the Babadook. The, yeah. <laughs> the beloved queer icon that yeah. he is. Um, Are we ready for a this sequel? Scenes... <laughs> Bubba checks in. Bubba Duck? Me Dunstan. Do you think Bubba Duck was a real Bubba Duck or was that CJ or was that practical effects or was it real? Uh, yeah, exactly. You, can't, you couldn't do that these days. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, the scenes where she, the, the female protagonist, is lying in bed in this dark being is hovering above her. Yes. My partner described as, I was like, I didn't think that movie was very scary. And she was like, I don't think the concept of a Babadook is scary. I, but I, I do think that. I respectfully disagree with both of you on that. <laughs> <laughs> but. The hovering black shadow when you can't move in your bed. She was like terrifying and exactly how sleep paralysis feels for me. And is that where you're referencing? That's Well, I'm not referencing from the Babadook, but I I, I was kind of looking it up. But yeah, yeah, that that it's it's a shadowy figure. Sometimes just in your peripheral vision when you have sleep paralysis. What's the shadowy figure? Well, it can be a blob. It can be. It can. It, it can seem seem vaguely humanoid. Oh, but it's not an actual person. No, you know that. Oh, hang on, be. hang on, hang on, hang on. What are you suggesting here? Are you suggesting that people who suffer from sleep paralysis actually have someone who comes to their house? I, no, we so live pretty I, close to each other, Ben. So <laughs> it could be the same person that you and, and I, Steph are seeing. I, look, they could I, get I, two in one night. Oh, Tim? Could <laughs> you get her to ask if it's Tim next time? I, just Tim the clear, Babadook. I thought the situation Tim was the like, <laughs> you were asleep, right? You wake up, you can't move. And then because you can't move your head, all you can see is the periphery, right? So it's like your, your, your wife is like getting up to go to her job for... 
for example. Oh, ben. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. No, no it's, it's a not, shadowy it's presence. It's not right, always. Okay. It's not only experienced by people who are in a loving relationship <laughs> yeah. with a partner who's better at getting out of bed than them. Dressed like the Babadook. <laughs> Who sleep? Who look? Some of us sleep better if we're dressed like the Babadook. I mean, look, we we do like we don't because do you need a to lot own the things that you fear. That's why Batman dresses as a bat, and that's why Anya dresses as the Babadook. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, as someone who was at your wedding, I thought I thought at the time that her wedding dress was, I would say, a Babadook, bit too Babadook esque. Yeah. Yeah. But now that I know that it's about conquering her fears, I yeah. actually think it was you very brave it. of her yeah. to dress as the Babadook in case the Babadook arrived at your wedding. Yeah, that's true. The Babadook would be like, well, one of us has got to change. <laughs> very, very awkward. Yeah, yeah, super awkward. Oh, man. So that could be it. Like, he could just have sleep paralysis and also be insane. <laughs> sure. Like, I don't think I don't think people who suffer from sleep, sleep paralysis, like your partner or me, naturally go, oh, this is probably that wicked girl who's wearing a cloak. I mean, certainly you don't have a crush on that Dark Shadowy ominous figure. blob that happens mm. when you can't move. And yeah, yeah. Mm. if you if you do get sleep paralysis and and don't feel weird telling people that, do let us know because I'd love to know if, if other people have this um this shadowy so thing. There's a famous old painting of a person lying like lying down asleep and there's like a goblin crouched on their chest. Oh I'm looking yes. Out. Um, I don't know who painted it. I'm not it was a, me. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, that was me. Okay. I painted that. It was good. Thank you very much. Oh, it's creepy, but yep. I, sure. What's the opposite of sleep paralysis? Hang on. What? Where where <laughs> wake s- activity. No, where you're, a, where it's you're being s- active at Dreamworld. <laughs> it is. It literally it's going is. for a jog at an amusement park. <laughs> where you're asleep, yeah, and you think you're asleep, but actually you're kicking your boyfriend a lot while he's trying to sleep next to you. What's that's that? A hum. That's, yeah, that's, that's literally like that, that, that. So my girlfriend does this thing where she, where we go to sleep, and I say mm-hmm. good night, and she says good night. Oh, and that's then adorable. Like, yeah, thank you. We actually invented that. We say good night to each other. Do you not say good night to people before you go to bed? I do. Okay, well, yeah, that's okay. Hey, look, I wasn't sure. Just because he's pointing out that you're cute doesn't mean we're not all cute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I go through all um, everyone in my phone. That's what you know. How you get a call every night with me saying good night, and I go. Mwah. That's me kissing you on the forehead over the phone. <laughs> Good night, Moon. <laughs> Good night, stars. Um, yeah. So Hummel hum will roll over, and then and then I will. Uh, will she, she will go to sleep, and then I will lay there awake for I don't know uh, anywhere between eighty and a uh, hundred minutes while <laughs> while she ties herself out with the sleep kicks. Yeah, yeah that's the idea. Let's, of a let's film, call that an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so what? She just tuckers herself out, and then eventually she'll stop. But she like in the fir- the first hour and a bit of her sleeping is mostly sleep. Kicks. See, I is it um is it and this is not being mean, but is it similar to to, (laughs) is it similar to my dog and other animals just spinning around on the spot to get comfortable? Oh yeah, it's like a Homer Simpson going. (laughs) (laughs) I think, and I know two things about Hum to be true. Right, the first is that she hates you. And has for a very long time. And the second is that she's very good at scheming. <laughs> and mm. These things lead me to believe that she just wants a solid hour and a half of <laughs> kicking you kicking every me. single day and to get away with it. <laughs> oh, I know another thing. She does um, karate's, right? Yes. Or, a, or some brand of the she, martial she, yeah, arts. She does, she, yeah, she, she, she's a big fighter. She loves to fight. Does she so really? Maybe it's just yeah. training. Yeah, yeah, she's sleep get- training. Oh, she, yeah, she is listening to one of those books on tape about how to, how <laughs> to punch kick. and kick. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Um, I hope this person finds love. Yes. 
I hope no one else finds love with them because yep. that sounds terrifying. Yeah, I hope they realise that the Wiccan girl was uh, in them the whole time and they mm. can move on. Oh, closing thought, they're a wrapped up. All right, move <laughs> on. Uh, Matt Roden, do you have one for us? I do, I do. I'm going to go with mm-hmm, this one first, which is sent in by... Big, big, big friend of the pod, mm-hmm. Miles Portek. Thank you, Miles. Knife enthusiast. Uh-huh. So, he's, he's a knife enthusiast. Oh, knife. Yes. He's the only person I think in the world that I would be like, I am like, I am totally fine with how obsessed this guy is with knives. I did not know this about him at all. I knew oh, he yeah. was a semi-professional dinosaur. Yeah, yeah he is. Yes, that's he true. Is. I would say, I would actually say professional dinosaur now. Yeah. Okay. Don't, no, he's a professional semi-dinosaur, not a semi-professional dinosaur. <laughs> that's my fault. <laughs> um, okay, so send in by Miles. Hi, Miles. Uh, here we go. It's from you. There's no reference list? here. Yeah. Potentially. Mm. Camper, free, Ooh. free in capitals. Big time free. So Oof. it's a camper like a, camper like a trailer, van. like a camper van type thing. Yeah, and yeah. or a, a, the a thing Winnebago th- type thing. Yes, that's mm. it. It's not an RV. It's the thing you tow behind your car. Oh, okay, you so it doesn't, doesn't have an engine itself. Nope. Okay, great. It's a big old wagon on wheels. Mm-hmm. Uh, camper, free. Ah! <laughs> Need a trailer to move. Has flat tires. Could be used for parts. It's, it's quite... Um, <laughs> Sorry, the is rhythm it, is in this is lovely. <laughs> and looking at the photo, it's one of those uh, one of those ones that can be compressed down. Yes, in, into like a flatbed. Oh, what is that a thing? Yeah, yeah, so it probably comes up to about your waist, and then you extend it right upwards, and then yeah. you can squeeze in tight. Okay, yeah. it's how they filmed uh, lots of parts of Willy Wonka. Okay. <laughs> Willy Wonka and his magic donker. I think you're fine. Camper free. Need trailer to move. Has flat tires. Could be used for parts. Has not been opened since the late 80s. Oh, lordy. Because <laughs> that was going basically fine. Until you discovered that's where the body of Corey Haim was <laughs> this whole time. So, now, I, I think uh, the, 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 the famous film with Brendan Fraser in it, I believe it's called Blast from the Past. Is that a... Okay. Yeah. Yep. I that... wouldn't call that a famous film. <laughs> I would say that... Uh, I mean, I, a lot of a lot of good talent in that film, though. What Christ- are we talking? Couple of couple of Oscars, I reckon. <laughs> Christopher At least Walken. Christopher Walken. Um, Joan Allen, maybe. Well, I thought it was Catherine O'Hara, but uh, I'll go with you. Christopher um, Walken an Oscar winner. Paul Giamatti, really? Yeah, mm. I think, I think um, he won for the Deer Hunter, didn't he? Paul, Paul Giamatti. <laughs> Paul Giamatti. <laughs> You yeah. won both for the Deer Hunter and for Blast from the Past. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so in that film, the premise of that film, I believe, is uh, Brendan Fraser comes out of a bunker, mm-hmm. but he's been in there since the 70s or whatever. 60s, I believe. 60s, whatever. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a real swing and do Yes. And he comes out post-Cuban um, Missile Crisis right. and tries to learn the world of the... The heady nineties, yes. or I thought it was. The, I thought I, I thought it was one of those weird films that's set like ten years before the film is. You know those weird ones. It's like either set in the French Revolution or in like the future, or set it now. Don't fucking set it five years ago. Like it, it does my fucking head in. I think you just saw it five years after it came out. Yeah, that is right. <laughs> and, and, and they've got an old iOS on their phones. <laughs> went back to the blockbuster, <laughs> screaming at the staff. How dare you? Well, <laughs> I really love the idea of somebody under the impression that the staff at Blockbuster are the ones that make the movies. Yeah. <laughs> like the grocer. Like. What have you got for me today? Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, well, we have a delightful Tarantino. Um, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, he was like a real clean cut. It, it, it unfortunately, I think, came out around the same time as Pleasantville, which was the opposite idea and much better and more complicated. <laughs> where it was like a bunch of cool cool 90s kids go go essentially to the kind the of clean, clean cut 50s. Uh, oh, um, and then they discover sex or masturbation or something and everyone turns colour? Yes. Yeah. Is that the That's, that's the not... Film? I wouldn't describe that on the back of a DVD. That wouldn't be... That <laughs> but wouldn't be, but it's that's completely true. true. As a 16-year-old, that was what I remembered. And it's, it's I reckon, the best William H. Macy's been since Fargo. What? Well, All right. Okay. And then Mystery <laughs> Men. 
<laughs> um, so I don't think I know what mystery. Oh no, sorry, I do. I do. I yeah, apologize. Terrible yes, film. Yes, yes. Um, so in this situation, though, if can, I can get back to the, can we open it up and will someone from the eighties come out? Yeah, and have to deal with. This is the heady world, this post-Trump era we're in. Do you th- well, that'd be great because then you'd road trip around with them because you've got the caravan. You bought yeah. it for a road trip, yeah. possibly to discover what Trump's America is truly like. Yeah. Let's say a Guardian journalist is doing it. Yeah. That <laughs> seems say, to be 80% of their content. Let's say it's Dave Eggers, for example. <laughs> Dave Eggers opens it up. Yep. Inside is some... Cool dude. Breakdancing. Breakdancing. Boombox holding. Exactly. Reagan-hating... Or loving. Or loving. Or loving. It was a complicated time. It was a very... Pop- I mean, it depends if it was pre or... Depends if this was shut and unopened pre or post Iran-Contra. It's, I believe that's, when that's kind very of the, true. the dividing line for most Americans yeah, on, very the, true. on the Reagan presidency. And let's, and let's be clear, the most interesting factor about this person that we can't escape is that they will be a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> They've been crushed yeah. by this closed and collapsed or starved Winnebago. Or either way... Um, but they're going to have some funky lingo. <laughs> have I told you about um, how Anya's Russian is essentially trapped in a time vault? It's so oh, great. Oh, I like that. Yeah, because she her family left Belarus in the 90s and the only people that she really speaks to... Because Russian is her first language. Mm. And the only people that she really speaks to in Russian, though, are her family I who see. left in the 90s. Oh. And occasionally she'll speak to another Russian speaker and a Russian speaker will be like... Your yep. Russian is flawless, but why are you saying, like, radical? Like, <laughs> but are they also like, oh, you can't say that word anymore? <laughs> <laughs> because there's a lot of words I said in the 90s that, I, that in retrospect, I know I shouldn't have said. Really? And they, well, you know, you were a, a child. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, why were you working so blue back then? <laughs> uh, I, actually, it was, it was a good niche. Yeah. It, was, it was back in the time where uh, kids said that darndest things was quite a... Uh, yeah. <laughs> so well, I was, I was going Far less there. problematic than it is now. Yeah, so I would go out there and say, some, oh, just some real oh, yeah, boy. Some real clangers. <laughs> It's good to know there's finally a reason why we can't watch Bill Cosby's <laughs> Kids Say yes. the Darndest Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yes. going to stop watching it. Yeah. We should. We so, should. Um, uh, why hasn't this been open since the 80s is the obvious question. Uh, I, maybe it's been, you know that thing where you park, uh, well, there's just, you just leave it and you forget about it. Next thing you know, it's 35 years later. I reckon it's, I reckon the, they potentially, let's set this up, have a, have a largish property and the yeah. Winnebago for them is like the yeah. can of something in the back of your pantry. Mm. Yeah. And every time you clean out the pantry, you're like, <laughs> these tomatoes are, yeah. are turning uh, potentially into some kind central. of... central, yeah. Can I tell you a, very, a, a, a canned food story? Which I don't know if this oh, is... Oh, can you? <laughs> which, again, I don't know if There'll this be plenty g- of other times to bring it up. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is going to be funny if you don't know my mother. Okay. But you've, I, have you, you probably haven't met my mother, have I think you? I met her once at a Maybe, gig. Uh, she was very disappointed. <laughs> yes, yeah, look, that's, that's, that's her, that's her uh, yeah. operandi. She and I are close acquaintances. Oh, yeah. interesting. Um, they play she, bridge. She hovers over you while you sleep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so she, my, my sister came back from uh, Europe recently where she lives and she did a whole clean out of my parents' pantry. Mm-hmm. And while she was there. Oh, can I pause and say Mama yes. Duke? <laughs> oh yeah, it's very good. And were I a less scrupulous podcaster, I would edit that to be instant. Don't. But I, think don't, I don't deserve it. I think people need to see the um the sausage, sausage get made. Yeah. <laughs> the sausage that is my mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she came back and and she cleaned out my parents' pantry because my my sister's a bit of a clean freak. Um, and as she was doing that, she found, I reckon, close to sixty cans of creamed corn <laughs> in my parents. <laughs> Pantry, Whoa! Like sixty. That's a bathtub's worth almost. Now, my <laughs> way, parents. Way to spoil the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> so my parents moved home about 
we, we, the, the Hangs moved home about five years ago. Moved home. As we moved like from out Illawong. of their share houses, yes. <laughs> we moved uh, from Illawong uh, to, to to Hurstville about five or six years okay, ago. Right, and uh, there were cans of cream corn that went out of date pre the move. So, so that they means, wow. So that means when my mum moved houses again about five about half a decade ago, yeah, into one of the box. I presumably they asked a, a man to move a box labeled cream corn. <laughs> they took it from. Well, let's be clear: several boxes <laughs> labeled <laughs> cream corn from along. They took it all the way to Hurstville. It's been sitting in like it's been the back wall of the pantry has been just cream corn, but covered with. Like Dust? other food in front, okay. pasta and biscuits and whatever else you can pick in the uh, was there Was there a surplus of other foodstuffs? Or no, was it's it just, just creamed corn. So, so the, he, and so Catherine, because she lives in a sort of a weird hippie commune in Berlin, okay, uh, was like, oh, I'll take some of this expired cream corn and <laughs> maybe we'll see if it is usable. I don't yeah, know. Hans would love this. Yeah, no. Sorry, Heinz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll throw it at a policeman. I don't know. Like, we'll protest. <laughs> I don't know what the Europeans no, are doing. Because that's what you now. do. Because what you do, right, is you go to a cop, you go to a German cop, mm-hmm. and you're a protester, mm-hmm. and you're like, can I can I throw some cream corn at you? And he's like, well, cream corns, that's fine. But it's in a fucking can. <laughs> <laughs> he's thinking it's just slop. Yeah. Crucially, though, you do need to get him to agree to throw, have slop thrown at him. Which That's the German legal system, right? Yeah. Once you've said you've agreed to the creamed corning, <laughs> yeah. it is up to the thrower to determine <laughs> what how it arrives. You could put it in a gun. <laughs> I mean, and then throw the gun at it. It's the difference between the uh, the English and the uh, the continental yeah, legal system. Anyway, so yes. she took it. To, did she take it to Berlin? Yes, yeah, she, she, she took all this to Berlin. So afterwards, I sent my mother down. Who? What is okay? Yes. So Australian customs, they literally spray you on a plane in case there's a bug in your ear. Yes. German <laughs> customs, they're like Bring whatever rancid cr- no, shit you've got. Honestly, in your bag. have you ever been to Europe? Like when you pass European customs, they're like, we have literally everything. Yeah. Like who whatever, cares? I don't cares? care. Bring I, it back. Bag of cane toads, absolutely. Like, <laughs> do you we, have SARS? Do you, do you, yeah, do you have? We, we've Ebola. got SARS. Yes. We've got yeah. heaps of SARS. In you come. Like I guess like the guy at customs is eating rotten cheese as he waves you through, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and he's like, nothing you bring into our system is going to. Children need wine. Yes. Um. So you sat your mum down in a sort down. of would you describe it as a sort of cream corn intervention? <laughs> now, uh, Linda, the first thing you need to know about uh, us is that we all love you, don't we? And everyone goes around the circle yeah. and says, the "Yes." The second thing I think you really need to know is cream corn does expire, <laughs> <laughs> even so, in a can. So what would happen is right. My mum explained to me the system. Um, she said that about about once or twice a year, right? She likes to have cream corn. On her breakfast, which is mostly just steamed vegetables, right? Okay. And she'll have a bit of cream corn on the steamed vegetables and as flavouring. there is nothing wrong with that. No. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Right? I want to go on record. But she only does it every six months. So she doesn't do it every day. She just does it every now she and again. breakfast once, once every six <laughs> months. She usually <laughs> just has steamed vegetables, but sometimes she put a bit of cream corn on the Sometimes vegetables. she's like, Mama Duke, treat yourself. <laughs> And then, takes off her hat, <laughs> hangs up what might be a magical ethereal flash or might be a cloak, <laughs> and and she and and she she and, and so when she's at the shops and she sees the cream corn on special, she goes, oh, in six to eight months, I might want to have cream corn on my veggies. I don't know the next time this is going to be on special. Your mother is a doctor. Doctors earn a lot of money. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, they're, they're still very cheap. <laughs> oh. And she'll buy like I don't know. Half a dozen cans of cream corn, right? So uh-huh. then she gets home and sees the other cream corn that's sitting there. No, that's the thing. She's forgotten about the last time she bought cream corn because it's all hidden by pasta and biscuits. But surely, or when she else. puts it, because it seemed like it was all in one spot. No, because that's the way oh, it was, was hidden. It sp- 
several shelves were entirely backfilled with cream corn, right? Yeah. So for okay. like literally like 10 years, my mum has been buying like half a dozen things of cream corn, right? And then she'll get to a point where she she just hasn't thrown it out, but she'll look at the cream corn, she'll be like, ah, oh, it's, it's expired. I better go buy some more creamed corn. But doesn't throw it out. But doesn't throw it out. So Because, because she was like, ah, oh, canned goods are so fine. my daughter might want to throw this in. <laughs> <laughs> so literally, my mum has been collecting cans of creamed corn for like... I, like I'd probably maybe a decade, and they've just been stacking up in the thing. And then wow. Catherine was like, "What are you doing? This is the work of insane. Per- like this yeah. is this is the kind of thing. You know how they go through hoarders' rooms? They're like, yeah. oh, they've kept every newspaper. And they're like, oh, there's also sixty cans of cream corn, <laughs> yeah. many of which expired yeah. literally a decade oh, ago. Oh my fucking word! Yeah, uh, anyway. uh, would you guys like another one? Yes, yes please. This is uh, sent in by uh, Andy Salmons. Thank you, Andy. Um, and it's from Brisbane, Queensland. Oh. And it is Black Magic Removal, Queensland. Oh, Spiritual white magic for curse witchcraft and negative energy. And it's interesting, Matt Roden, Michael Hing, mm-hmm. that in black magic, it's been spelt the normie way. As in CK? B-L-A-C-K? No, the normie way, which is uh, M-A-G-I-C. Oh, sorry. Oh, magic. But... The white magic is spelt the um the the loser the, way, the thrilling way, <laughs> which is M A G I C K. Oh, not even I K, I C K. Yeah. Mm. Um. So dot points to get to get you interested up front. Black magic removal, all Brisbane suburbs. Oh, okay. Spiritual white magic, spiritual protection. How to block negative energy and love career relationships. I. I'm unsure if these needed to be three dot points. (laughs) (laughs) If he thought that he was being charged by the dot. (laughs) But it is just on the one dot point, love career relationships. I feel like that really shotguns out at the end then, doesn't it? (laughs) Very specific magic stuff. And then also just a bit of life coaching, you know? Well, yeah, or it really opens up. Like love, career, relationships. Relationships is interesting too. Mm. Also, he could just be saying, I love career relationships. (laughs) I love it when two people smooch in the break room. It's Mm. my favourite thing. Yeah. Remove black magic, banish evil eye, spiritual protection, exorcist. Exorcist? Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, release. Well, you got too many exorcists. Release evil spirit. Spiritual banish. That's good because if you're going to release evil spirit, you also need the second thing. It's like a termite remover being like, I can gather all the termites into your lounge room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Pied Piper of, of, of termites, but I bring them to your kitchen. A yeah. friend of mine had a great interaction with his housemate, where uh, with, his, with his landlord, where the, 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 the property has termites and the landlord is literally like, no, oh, I'm not going to do anything about that. Hmm. And then two weeks later, this guy was like, oh, I'm going to get a dog. And the landlord was like, no pets. He's like, you don't seem to care about the million pet termites I have. <laughs> yeah, it was a good zinger. Anyway. Uh, white magic to help with negative energy. Family, love, relationship, problem. Expert at removal of all types of negative energy. Mm-hmm. Evil eye demon. Negative spirits. How Hang on. To- uh, evil eye demon? Evil eye demon. Is that a... Now, uh, past that with your linguistics. Yep. Is yep. the evil referring to the eye, or is there a demon in your eye that is evil? So oh. Who's the evil... That's a great oh. question. Like, um, yeah, I'm not sure how that one works. Is this when we go back in time as medical doctors and find out <laughs> that it was conjunctivitis all along? Actually, yes. You ju- just need eye drops. That's what that is. Um, I will also teach you... Um, by the way, that I will also teach you mm. is... Um, 
listener in those square brackets. That's me editorializing. Right. Because the sentence just starts, how to put up spiritual protection so you are safe and happy. Oh, this is a real uh, catch a man a fish. Teach me. No, teach yeah, a which a is a terrible. If you're like, that, that's a good thing. That's a good saying for teachers, but not fishmongers. Like, <laughs> it's the worst possible thing for a fishmonger to do. Mm. Well, would we not say that people who are invested in ridding the world of demons mm-hmm. and black magic are more more equi- equitable to teachers rather than fishmongers. Oh, it depends. <laughs> if you've got like a frightener situation. I mean, he was just a charlatan, so we probably should... Yeah, he's a huckster. I mean, but if, a, but if it's like an exorcist situation where I don't think that either of those priests were getting paid for their a, time. A famous... They get paid through donations to the church. Yeah, but it wasn't like, mm. you know... I mean, famously in the movie Ghostbusters, there's that mm. thing where they have that ethical quandary. I mean, we are obviously professionally busting ghosts, but yeah. would, not, would we not be better uh-huh. if we taught the world yeah. to bust their own ghosts? I do not recall this moment no, in this not. film. <laughs> um, uh, Sorry, ba- so and, then, and then they, speaking of Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters had a great slogan. Who are you going to call? It was catchy. It was great. It, it was rhythmic. <laughs> What's this guy's again? This one is, this, the ad finishes up. What word salad did this guy's? <laughs> it, this is uh, the, his slogan, last line of the whole thing. Bad things in life sometime happen. And if you need help, phone. <laughs> <laughs> Bad things in life sometimes happen. If you need help, phone this guy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Andy Salmons, for sending that in. Uh, and thank you to this um, um, w- man for, for busting all these, um, this array of demons. The, the, the one, one question I have about this uh, mm. is, is, again... You just have the one. <laughs> yeah, well, so many, so many questions. Uh... Australian-born black magic removal export. That uh, expert. Where did I say that? In, in that line there. That's, oh, I missed that line. Yeah, I was, so, it's, I was... so it's all Brisbane suburbs, and they want to be clear to you. It's a, you know what I mean? I've never seen... That is very interesting. I'm born in Australia. I'm a home... Gr- I'm, you know, I this, grew here. Yeah. These ghosts <laughs> <ghosts schools>. <laughs> I grew the here. wall. <laughs> I grew here. They interdimensionally transported here <laughs> via, via the. That is the, the most fucking Queensland thing ever, though. Isn't I can it imagine. Though? I can to push yourself as being an Australian yeah. ghost. True blue Aussie ghost, but also like the oh other God. end of that, which is obviously the customer being like, "Oh, my house is haunted with ghosts." Like, oh, let's let me find someone. Is he Aussie? It's like, well, I didn't think it mattered at this juncture. Like, our walls are bleeding. Like, find me an Aussie one. Is that, but uh, I, and, and again, if you were going to be racist in any way about who you choose as your ghostbuster. Surely you would I mean I would think No there's different types of racism There's the racism where you have such nationalistic pride That you insist on like a true blue Aussie mm-hmm. And there's the racism where you go Well this is a problem for an exotic other That's yes, what exactly. I mean I, I, yeah. so I was going to think Unless I could imagine That if, if you thought it was like uh, and, and, and like you know you'd, uh, you'd build your house on some sort of uh, Sacred indigenous site And you might get uh, An indigenous person to do exactly. it Yeah it's like um, there's, there's a- that thing Or you, you know But I would think generally speaking for, for the ghost that you're talking about here, your black magic, generally speaking, you, yeah. you think, you'd be thinking, you know, uh, some sort of European person, some sort of Asian person. You know, you get sure. them out here, like you said, an exotic other type. Well, Australia hasn't had a lot of, like, uh, uh, cultural... Um, ghost busting, famously? Fam- I, mean, I mean, yeah, we haven't had a lot of... Um, um, uh, uh, what am I... Pop culture references to us busting ghosts. Yeah, well, there was that... I mean, that, I'm that, thinking that fifth- of one... Very famous haunting figure from Australian culture. Yes, he's talking about the fifth Crocodile Dundee film. <laughs> Crocodile oh Dundee, busting ghosts. You know I, I'm not being facetious. I cannot believe in the space of, what is it? Literally maybe 20 minutes, I forgot about the existence of the Babadook. And can I say, they <laughs> well, were the most restful 20 minutes of my life. Not so restful that you fell asleep and, and Tim instantly came through the window and started haunting you again. <laughs> 
That's true. Well, yeah. International listeners know about that. Lucky that mum was busy shopping today. This is um. This is. I mean, it's it's curious to me that this person doesn't mention the Babadooks. Babadooks, you're on your own. This it's such an ad without detail. Like the words black magic and demon and removal are said like 17 times throughout. Like it just repeats itself over and over again. It doesn't talk about how they do it. Are they like drawing runes and are they using a vacuum cleaner of sorts? Yeah. Is it new techno ghost busting? Is it old school? Kind killing of a goat Chalk and stuff Yeah No it's Holy point. water sprinkling I mean, Is it religious at all What's it, it aligned with Exactly yeah, yeah. And mm. In what capacity Do they love Career relationships <laughs> <laughs> Oh my word Are they saying Look if something happens Between us While we're on the job <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I'd want Clarification on that mm. uh, Matt Roden It has been a delight Having you back For the 30th time <laughs> Uh, 33rd, I think. Okay. Yeah, the big 3 3. Yes. Thank and you so much for It's going. always so wonderful when you drop by my house. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> on, this, on this literally bi weekly thing, uh, I record many of these podcasts. I uh, I had a great, I, 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 I seriously had a wonderful time today. Okay, just seems like I'm you're seeing really a loving career this. relationship yeah, right in front exactly. of me. Exactly. I don't. I, I'm amazed I don't at how this. fun that was given how badly it started having to eat that fucking syringe thing. Thank you again, Oh, my God. Hey. Mm. I thought I might just announce something, which yeah. we may cut out or may not, depending on how this pans out. But if you're in Sydney on the 17th of December, yeah. uh, we, which is a Sunday afternoon, we are doing a live show at the Cafe Lounge. Uh, we have not done one of these in, I think, about two years. At least, uh, yeah. So if you'd like to come see us do this bullshit live, we've got some great guests. We're going to uh, trot out. We're going to wheel them we out. Can't, we can't say too much. No. But I'm very excited. I will say, former Governor General Quentin Bryce. <laughs> Is is a possibility? Yes, I mean certainly they're a possibility. I mean, in the way that I suppose anybody yeah. is a possibility. In many ways, before you turn up to the podcast, like Schrodinger's podcast, Quentin Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Quentin Bryce is always and not always on our podcast. Yes, I mean ever since we locked her in that box, uh, <laughs> yeah, we really which we are yeah. slowly filling with gas. Yeah. Uh, so that is a uh, exciting thing. Mm-hmm. We're really looking forward to it. Yes. Um, one thing that we are going to say is if you are a member of the Secret Billionaires Club, if mm-hmm. you are um, a Patreon member, uh, we would uh, like to thank you. Uh, and you're on the door. Yeah, you can get in free. Uh, otherwise, tickets will be like 15 bucks or something around yeah. that. I haven't done it yet, so don't, you know. And, you know, given that tickets are going to be 15 bucks and supporting the podcast is $5 a month and you're oh. actually unallowed to pay any more than that, we may have just shot ourselves in the foot, but if you'd like to um, exploit this loophole oh, and join and join the Patreon, and then remember to unjoin it, uh, well, I guess we're relying on you not being able to do that. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've really fucked this. All we right. are very good at business. Um, Matt, do you have anything coming up that you'd like to plug? I did my fifty-third appearance at Story Club recently, yes. and that's going to come out and soon. And the first ever time you're putting it on the podcast, yeah. well, the others uh, have been very hateful. Is potentially <laughs> happening. So let's see. Let's see whether you follow yeah. through this time. Um, yeah. So he's now actually Matt Roden has done. Um, he's done a Ash Ketchum, uh, and he's uh, caught them all. He's been on every. Do we have someone who's, who else is catching? He's done what? He's done the Story Club. He's done. He's done uh, Dragon, Dragon Friends. Friends, and he's done Fred Will Good Home. Well, I would say Surely that all the cast of Dragon. Yeah, but they Friends don't count. Is... They don't count. Oh, just has Tom, to... has Tom Walker done them all? Yeah. Tom Walker has caught them all. Yep, he's catching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, David Cunningham. Yeah, 
If you, Wait, well, the, the point is we recycle our friends through all of our projects. If you would like to see someone catch them on the podcast, <laughs> do let us know. If you have, by the way, if there's a guest that you haven't heard from in a while that you'd love us to do an episode with. Yeah, or someone who we've never had on that you'd like to recommend. But don't say like Glenn Close, because we're not getting Glenn Close. <laughs> I mean, For the last time, I refuse <laughs> to work with Glenn Close. Well, you and Quentin Bryce famously <laughs> yeah. are like adamantly against her and her work. Absolutely. Yes, that's why she um, absolutely not be at our live show. But, but uh, Thank you like- for listening, and thank you, by the way, to everybody who did rate and review the podcast after, uh, let's call it like some, some abuse, some reasonably aggressive bullying. Yes, yes. Uh, last episode. Uh, until Ugh. next week. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. If you like Kina Coladas getting caught in the rain, if you're not into yoga, if you have half a brain, if you'd like making love at midnight in the dunes of the Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.